You can't be a Democrat and a martial artist. I will pause while the Democrats in the audience freak out. Self-defense. Self-awareness. Self-development. This is the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Hello and welcome to the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. The Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore is a production of philelmore.com and themartialist.net. I have it on good authority, thanks to some more hate mail recently, that I love to talk about my life, so let's see how many times I can say my name in the intro to my podcast, which has my name, Phil Elmore, on it, which is why it's called the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Thank you for joining me for this episode. <clears throat> Excuse me. This this episode was inspired by a comment on a previous video. Um, I, I was talking about hate mail, and I did a whole episode reading hate mail comments. Predictably, the hate mail comments video got a hate mail comment from someone claiming that the hate mail comments weren't real, which creates a recursive cycle because... That would mean this guy, who was clearly using a fake account because I banned his previous fake account because he has some personal hostile issue with me and he needs to be able to say insulting things, but he's a coward and can't use his own name, that guy left a hate mail comment on the hate mail video in which he questioned the validity of the hate mail, which creates a circle where he might stop existing like uh, Marty McFly's siblings in Back to the Future. Uh, Because if he doesn't exist and the hate mail comments aren't real, then who left that comment? It's a mystery. It is a source of great pleasure to me that this podcast, which has 20 subscribers, uh, that no one knows about, no one cares about, and no one listens to, it is a source of great satisfaction to me that there's at least that one guy, that one simpering coward, who is so desperate to be able to say mean things to me, but can't have his real identity known lest I know exactly who he is, even though I know who he is. That one guy has to throw rocks from behind the comfort of multiple fake accounts that he created a year ago. Because, let's face it, this is somebody living that sock puppet lifestyle. Um, It's a source of great comfort to me that that person is made angry. By my continued existence, um, I'm just going to go right on remaining extant. Thank you very much. No, this, this podcast was inspired by a different comment on that hate comments uh, video. And it specifically had to do with, I had mentioned in the hate mail broadcast uh, that somebody was upset because I said that uh, Democrats don't support rights. There was a, a nasty comment left on the video, the special report that I did for Surviving the News, my news and commentary podcast, where I said that Democrats do not support the Bill of Rights. They don't. The Democrat Party overall is at odds with the Constitution. There are tiny qualifiers. There are certain very specific exceptions. But overall, the Democrats hate the Bill of Rights and are working very hard to make sure that every right in the Bill of Rights is abridged because they hate it and they hate you. Now, it goes without saying that when I speak of Democrats generally, obviously there are going to be exceptions. Uh, There are always going to be people who don't conform in lockstep to their party's platform. But if you support a party that is against your, your right to own a firearm and your right to defend yourself more broadly, because that's what being against the right to own a firearm is. It's being against the right to self-defense. Uh, as we saw in Canada when Justin Trudeau said that you do not have the right to self-defense with a firearm. You just don't have that right. He said that in those explicit words. I have been making people in the UK angry for years by telling them that self-defense is illegal in the United Kingdom, and they don't want to believe it. 
And yet, every piece of news we see coming out of the United Kingdom when it comes to self-defense treats the people who successfully defend themselves like they are the villains. It's exactly like those zero-tolerance policies in schools where a bully punches a kid, that kid defends himself, both kids are punished. What message does that send? It sends the message that you have no choice but to be a villain. If you dare to defend yourself, we will punish you. Because I guarantee you, if the kid hadn't hit back, if he just curled up into a ball and gotten beaten, well, then there would have been no punishment. Although, sometimes I wonder. Well, anyway, I had explained that you cannot be a firearms instructor. You cannot be a firearms expert and be a Democrat. Democrats love to trot out these firearms experts on occasion, especially when they're telling you, well, you know, I believe in the right to own guns, but not that gun, not this type of gun. That's just over the line, and the Founding Fathers would never have blah, 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 blah. Well, you can always tell when a Democrat firearms expert is lying because he's a Democrat who claimed to be a firearms expert. Firearms expertise and Democrat lifestyles and beliefs, uh, the Democrat belief system, those are mutually exclusive. Anyone who truly comes to understand firearms does not fear them. So you can't be a Democrat and a firearms expert. They are not compatible. Uh, I got a comment from a guy calling himself SpongeBob SparePant, which is kind of a cool name. And SpongeBob SparePant writes, and I'm, I'm trying to get my phone in the frame here. I'm reading the comment from my phone. Um, Yo, my man, Phil, I think you can be a Democrat and teach gun self-defense. Why do you assume that your values must align exactly with the party you vote for? Surely one can support most Democrat policies while also disagreeing with their stance on gun control. Well, technically, you could do that. But what you're doing is supporting a party that is actively working against the thing that you want. Uh, as an example of this, I offer pro-choice Republicans. You cannot be pro-choice and a Republican. Now, technically, yes, you can be. I'm, I vote Republican, and I'm for what the Republicans are for, except for the abortion thing, and I'm pro-choice. But the moment you do that, you are throwing your support behind a political party that is actively working against you on this goal. If you say, I am pro-choice, but I vote Republican, you are voting to undercut the very thing you claim to be supporting. By the same token, if you say, I disagree with the Democrat Party's position on guns, but I am a Democrat and I vote Democrats, well, what you're doing is cutting your own throat, metaphorically. You are guaranteeing that you are putting people in power who do not support your right to own a firearm and who would, given their druthers, take that right away from you and make self-defense illegal. And, and you might say, well, you know, nobody can agree completely with their party's political platform. And that's true. But you have to look at the party platform and the overall activating spirit of what the party is doing. I don't agree with everything that individual Republicans do. Many of them are terrible. I don't agree with everything the Republican Party has done. Party politics kind of lend themselves to corruption. And in much the same way that organized religion lends itself to corruption. So while I am a Christian, I take a dim view of many of the bureaucratic things that the organized church, the Catholic church in particular, has done. Um, Protestant churches are better, but not overall perfect, uh, and many of them have individual instances of corruption. I remember talking to a Catholic who was shocked that in a Protestant church, you hire and fire your minister on the basis of what the congregation wants. A Catholic would say, well, well, that, that would mean the, the, the minister has to say 
what the congregation wants to hear or else he'll lose his job. And that's exactly a point of corruption in the organized Protestant church. Um, I went to a church when I was younger <clears throat> where the minister was kicked out, I believe, because he had, I want to say there was something about an affair. This was, when I was a child, this happened. And so I'm not really privy to all of the details, but essentially the church kicked out their, their minister and got a new one. Uh, then there was another minister who served for quite some time when I was a teenager, and he had some kind of stroke or something and was really not well. They replaced him with a guy who was minister when I was in college. I really liked that guy. He had a lot of personality. Um, after some experiences I had in college, I, I met with him a few times and talked to him about them because I was trying to figure out how to make sense of certain things that had occurred during my college years. He actually... Uh, gave me a copy of the, some of the C.S. Lewis science fiction books um, like Out of the Silent Planet and That Hideous Strength and uh, Prelandra, I think, that trilogy. So he was a cool guy, but eventually his wife had an affair of some kind, and this was seen as some sort of disgracing factor, and he was eventually shown the door, and that church really never recovered and had a series of inadequate ministers since then so yeah my point being that uh, uh, I'm sorry I got on a huge tangent there um, all human organization lends itself to corruption that doesn't mean though even though I have a problem with things that happened in the institution of the church that I'm not a Christian and I don't adhere to its values it also doesn't mean that I would say well you know I'm, I'm not for Christianity because it's not perfect so my point is that if I were to try to elect someone who uh, was explicitly against a tenet of my religion, I would be countering my own vote. I would be undercutting my own stated goal. I'd be working at cross purposes to myself. When you are a Democrat and you have anything to do with uh, firearms rights, you are working at cross purposes to yourself. You are putting in power people who want to stop you from having firearms. Um, they don't want to eliminate all firearms. They want to be armed. They just want to make sure that you can't have firearms. So I'm going to take this a step farther, and this is actually not something new for me. I'm going to tell you that you cannot be a Democrat and a martial artist. Now, right now, I can hear people screaming and yelling, and I have friends who are not ardent Republicans like I am who might now be asking themselves, oh, am I not a martial artist, Phil? And I'm not, I'm not actually saying that. I'm saying that per the definition of martial arts that I'm going to offer you, there is a paradox there. There is a conflict. You are working at cross purposes to your stated goal if you are a Democrat, but you are also a martial artist who understands the reality of martial arts. By that I mean, years ago I wrote an article called Forgetting the Martial in Martial Arts, where I made much the same point. Um, martial arts have to be about self-defense or they are meaningless. That is the martial component of martial arts. It can be some other art if you remove the self-defense practicality from it. If it's not effective for self-defense, if it's not geared toward self-defense, it can be something else, and you can consider yourself some kind of artist if you're good at it. But it is not a martial art. It is not accomplishing the goal of success in self-defense, which is how I define martial arts. If you then hold philosophies that make it harder for you to defend yourself. You are not a martial artist. No matter what belt ranking you have, no matter what you study, no matter how many years you have studied it, if you're one of those people who says, well, if you carry a knife, it must mean you're insecure in your skills. Or if you're one of those people who is a martial arts guy, but you're very much against firearms ownership, 
um, you are basically saying that you do not want people to be as successful in self-defense as they could be. The whole point of martial arts is not so that you can prove who's a man. When you're fighting off an attack, that is not a mixed martial arts contest. It is not a match. It is not two opponents fighting for a single goal. You know, they don't share their goal. Self-defense is asymmetrical. It is not symmetrical. My goal in self-defense is to not get mugged, robbed, murdered, raped. Uh, that last one would go more for attractive women than it would for me personally because, brother, if you're trying to attack and rape me, your taste is really off. But my point is... Uh, <laughs> The goal of self-defense is to prevent that from happening. If I can prevent that from happening by cheating, by stacking the deck in my favor, by using a weapon, by using a force multiplier that makes it easier for me to apply force, if I can do that and do that legally, then why wouldn't I? I'm not trying to win. I'm trying to preempt the need for self-defense, and then if I must engage in self-defense, I'm trying to use self-defense that is equal to and slightly superior to the threat offered. That's the concept of parity of force, meaning that you know the force that you use has to be commensurate to the threat offered. Potentially lethal force applied to me, I can use potentially lethal force to defeat that. But I am not necessarily bigger or stronger than my attacker. I am not necessarily as numerous as my attackers. This is why prepared citizens carry force multipliers. They, a force multiplier is like a lever. You do more damage with less effort. Using a force multiplier, force multiplier, I can defeat an attacker who is bigger, stronger, more skilled, more numerous, using less effort. It enables someone who is physically infirm, let's say a pistol, enables someone who is physically infirm to triumph over somebody who is strong and aggressive and of, and of good health and with training. Um, in every case, human beings are tool users. You should be as equipped as possible for self-defense. Take your ego out of it. I know it might make you feel good and powerful and strong to be able to say that you can whip another guy in a fistfight. But that's not the goal here. The goal is not to make you feel better. The goal is for you to go home intact to your family. So when people tell me, oh, I'm a martial artist, but I'm against guns, or I'm a martial artist, but I'm against knives, or I'm a martial artist, I'm against any weapon you place here, you're not a martial artist. You are forgetting the martial in martial artists. You are removing a very important tool from the toolbox of anyone who is engaged in the goal of success in self-defense. And... This is important not only for consistency in philosophy, but so that you're not undercutting your own goal. I've said that over and over again, but it's so important. So no, per my commenter, you cannot be a firearms instructor and also a Democrat because, you know, I mean, yeah, I guess you could go through the motions, but ultimately you're trying to put in power people who would remove from you and everyone else the ability to use a firearm in self-defense. Uh, you cannot be a martial artist and a Democrat because you are forgetting the martial in martial artists. And you might say, well, we'll take weapons out of it. You're saying a whole political party can't validly be martial artists, and that's not fair. Well, no, it's not fair, but it's true. Because the activate this, we get back to the party platform, the, the activating spirit of what it means to be a Democrat. Uh, and I, I realize there are some of you out there, friends of mine, people I dearly love, who disagree, and it's okay for you to disagree. I am underlining a paradox of philosophy. I am not negating your existence. You're free to get done with this podcast and go, well, he's wrong. But I'm telling you that there exists a philosophical divide here. 
If you vote Democrat, you are voting for people who want you to be a victim. You are voting for people who empower criminals. You are voting for people who are perfectly okay with violence being used against you if you are the wrong person. So let's explain what I mean there. Democrats across the country have implemented no cash bail policies that have unleashed and will unleash a torrent of violent crime on our streets. By arresting violent criminals and then just immediately letting them out again to reoffend over and over and over again, we have created just anarchy. We have created a survival of the fittest mentality. Those same people want to make it illegal for you to be able to defend yourself by taking away your right to own and carry a gun. So when you claim to be a martial artist, but you also put Democrats in power, you are putting people in power who do things like charge that bodega worker for murder when he very clearly on video defended himself from a violent, aggressive attack. When you put Democrats in power, you are empowering people who, in every other facet of their existence, want to exercise complete end-to-end -end control over everything you do while taking away from you everything they can possibly take. So, the Democrat Party stands for the complete opposite of self-defense. The reason this is true is because self-defense is about self-ownership. If I don't own me, if I don't have property rights to myself, if, if I'm not the owner of me, then there's nothing to defend. I have no right to preserve me in the face of aggression. Self-defense is rooted in the idea that you own yourself. And because you own you, no one else has the right to take you from you by hurting or killing you. Democrats don't believe you do own yourself. Democrats believe the state owns you, and therefore they should be able to control what you can eat, what you can drive, whether you can leave your house. I just saw a proposal today. They want to put speed limiters in every new car in the state and use a variety of technological monitoring to know where you are and how fast you are going at every possible moment. This is in conjunction with states like California outlawing gas-powered cars, then telling you you can't charge your electric car because there's not enough electricity, and completely ignoring the fact that most electric cars do not have enough range to be useful at all for anything but local commuting. The Democrat Party, all across the country, is turning your life into a prison. They are creating a gulag where the government controls everything about you. Now, Democrats will come back and go, well, Republicans want to stop you from being able to get an abortion, and it's The Handmaid's Tale. No, read another book. It's not The Handmaid's Tale. <laughs> Sorry for that uncensored profanity. I just get a little tired of it. We do not live in The Handmaid's Tale. Telling you that you can't just kill your baby is not the same as making you a forced birthing station. For one thing, you could just use birth control or not have sex. Those options always existed. For another thing, killing your baby is not a right that you have. It's not. I don't care how much you want to claim it was in the Constitution. It wasn't. And, uh, you know, it's not your body. It's the baby's body. When you kill that person, you've killed a person. Now, I, I would be willing to bend a little bit on the abortion issue because if the other side could just be honest and go, yep, we're killing a baby. We think we should be able to. Okay, start from a point of truth. And then we'll argue about why or why not you should be able to kill your baby. But that's what it is. Enough with the euphemisms. So 
That's the one thing that Democrats can point to as Republicans taking away their rights. Democrats don't believe in any rights at all. No property rights, no right to own a gun, uh, no right to assembly, no right to freedom of religion. They want to purge Christians from every venue of public life. Uh, Democrats believe in no rights at all, and you can't come up with one that they do, except abortion, which is not a right. And then sometimes they'll come back with the whole book banning thing. Well, you don't want books about transsexual child molestation in uh, libraries for elementary schools, so you want to ban books. That's not banning books. Banning books is when a company like Amazon says, we control 99% of the publishing market in the United States. We control 99% of the book sales that go on in the United States and, I don't know, maybe around the world. Your book is about a subject we don't like, therefore it does not get to exist. Even though supposedly we're open to the public, we're not open to you because your politics are wrong. That is book banning. So again, Democrats who try to claim that Republicans are censorious are just barking up the wrong tree. They're just wrong. The, the Democrats stopped being the party of free speech around about the time Abby Hoffman was thinking of getting ready to start dying. You know, I mean, it's, it's pretty amazing that Steal This Book espouses a philosophy of radical free speech and being armed for street fighting that most Democrats would not recognize today. Oh, that's right. Abby Hoffman in Steal This Book even explains how to stab a guy with a switch, switchblade. Yeah, that was the kind of Democrat he was. So, no, uh, you don't have any grounds to, on which to stand. Uh, the philosophy of the Democrat Party is one of state control over your body, state control over the self, total control over your being. That's the opposite of self-defense. Self-defense is the preservation of your ownership of you. And in keeping with your ownership of you and preserving your defense of the ownership of you, those who advocate for self-defense also advocate for the continued legality of possessing and carrying the best means to self-defense that there is, which is firearms and to a lesser extent knives. So if you want to be a martial artist, if you want to acknowledge the martial in martial artists, if you do not want to be living a philosophy that is contrary to itself, that is working at cross purposes to its own stated goals, then you must support the right to own a firearm, the right to carry a firearm. You must support the right to be armed with other tools of self-defense, or you're just kidding yourself. And you must support a philosophy that acknowledges the primacy of the individual over the state, that acknowledges that you own you and nobody else has a right to enslave you or subjugate you or take away your ownership of yourself. You can't be a Democrat and do those things because the Democrat Party platform stands in stark opposition to those things. And I know there are some of you in the audience going, well, Republican this and Republican that and this Republican said this. Yes, there are always going to be inconsistencies. There will be individual politicians. Uh, for instance, there are individual Democrats who are pro-Second Amendment. They're rare, but they do happen, often in the South. Um, the, the, the whole phenomenon of the blue dog Democrat, I mean, that's pretty much gone now, but it used to be a thing. I understand there are always exceptions. I must speak in generalities here because I'm trying to get across to you a comprehensive philosophy. So arguing the exceptions isn't countering this argument. If you want to counter this argument, explain to me how you can be supportive of a philosophy of state ownership of the individual and command and control top-down state ownership of you. Explain to me how that's compatible with self-defense. I would argue that it is not. 
there was very little street crime in the Soviet Union when the Soviet Union was at the height of its power. That's because communist dictatorships are really easily controlled. It's really easy to keep the streets safe when everyone's afraid of getting shot for having the wrong opinion. These days, our citizens are afraid of being shot for having the wrong skin color. Uh, stark difference. But I digress. Um, I'm sure there's very little street crime in communist China, too, for the exact same reason. That's not a world I want to live in. I don't want to live in a world where everything is monitored and like black mirror, everything you do is uh, at the mercy of state control and command. If you want to live in that world, you're a Democrat and you're not a martial artist. Until next time, I have been Phil Elmore. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Until next time, pretend I said something cool here. This has been the Martial Arts Podcast with Phil Elmore. Visit us online at linktree slash philelmore. You can't be a Democrat and a martial artist. Oh, I get the microphone up here. Without the microphone, we're not doing much good here. <clears throat>